Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Not For Thought, a podcast channel designed for psychonauts and psychonautics. Today I was thinking we would discuss some of my recent DMT experiences and also talk probably at the end and only at the end a bit about um, my plans for Shambhala for the like three people that are keeping up with that and um, yeah so I got some coffee I got some weed with me Um, yeah hope you guys are having a good day I've had a pretty good weekend man I'm uh I'm enjoying the the psychonaut life you know I love my life most of the time (laughs) but yeah dude I've got some pretty interesting experiences to talk about and yeah but before that I'm gonna take a quick hit of weed here you should join me unless you're not into that in that case just hang out Yeah, so yesterday I decided that I was just going to like hang out and I came across this shit, a part of rave culture, total side note, but it's called like candy. Oh man, for people that actually know this stuff, probably know that I'm a fucking idiot, but it's basically just like different bracelets and necklaces and other crap anyways I don't fully understand it but I really wanted to try and make my own bracelets some of my own like I don't know just some sort of bracelets with some cool shit on it and then I also really wanted to try out these like what's it called fucking perler yeah perler bead art I'm sure most people did this when they were like five, or at least that's when I did it, when I was like super young, you know? You like take these little beads that are like in these uh, cylinder shapes, and you just like, I don't know, look it up, man. I'm sure most people know what I'm talking about. Anyways, you like make little designs, and then you use an iron and you melt the fucking plastic together, basically, and it creates these different, uh, I don't even know what the fuck they are, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it, fucking pieces of plastic that have designs on, I don't know, man, uh, but they're fun, and you can make some pretty cool stuff, I was just fucking around with that yesterday, you can make some pretty trippy designs, and you can, like, make pieces, and then put those pieces together and, like, make an even bigger piece, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I was just fucking around with it. I was fucking around with that all day. Um, making some different trippy designs and stuff. Like, I made this rainbow one that's, like, in this triangle shape. I don't know. And then I made um, these, like, star ones that were not that trippy. But I ended up stacking some together like gluing them on top of each other different pieces that i made and i made this really fucking cool necklace anyways as 
the days going on, I'm like loading up different bowls and, you know, like I'll load up a bowl of weed that's just weed and then I'll randomly like sprinkle DMT into a bowl every once in a while, just all day yesterday, you know, nothing too crazy, just little sprinkles of DMT and yeah, it wasn't overwhelming. I never really felt it all that much, but I will say that the more that I smoke it, like back to back, it, I feel like it ruins the experience on a ugh, fuck. How do I explain this? It depends, but because uh, I've had like last week and I had that Sunday where I just smoked three times back to back to back. Each time was like pretty fucking heavy on the smoking, and I still had pretty enjoyable experiences each time for the most part. But then there's other times where like I'll do th- that kind of what I was doing yesterday where I'll smoke little bits of DMT throughout the day and it's like the more that I smoke it the less exciting it feels I don't know if the DMT is just trying to tell me that I'm like wasting it or what I don't know anyways so nothing too remarkable happened throughout the day but then I decided to load up a pretty decent sized bowl into an oil burner and try and trip on some DMT. I loaded 50 milligrams into my oil burner. You know, I lit a bunch of sage and calmed myself, trying, tried to kind of zen myself. <laughs> I sound so stupid. Uh, I don't know, man. I was just, I really try and clear my mind before I smoke. You know, I try not to have any, oh, maybe that's, I expect to have, uh, sorry, I really want to have a breakthrough, and I'm going to explain here in a minute that I didn't, but I honestly don't know how, again, <sighs> anyways, fuck, I'm all over the place today, it was an interesting time, so I get everything set up, right, I get my mind nice and clear, like I said, I just try and clear my whole mind of everything, and I also think that I'm just struggling to clear my mind of having a breakthrough, but I I have gotten a lot better of just kind of letting my mind be free and kind of open, you know? I think I've worked on that a lot lately, and DMT has really helped, especially preparing to smoke DMT. I've really learned how to calm my nerves and calm myself, I guess. Um, not to mention the more that I smoke it, the less intimidated I am by it. You know, smoking by myself for the first time, ever smoking DMT, doing it by myself, having no idea what I was doing, was kind of scary. I mean, I was fucking nervous. Like, I was shaking when I was smoking some of the first couple times that I smoked DMT. And, like, it's not quite that bad. I have much more control over my nerves now. Every time I do it, I feel like I'm more and more experienced. Um, But I also don't want to do it too much. This is just a personal opinion, but I don't want to do it too much to where, you know, I have those feelings of like I'm wasting it because I have that a lot because I do waste it a lot, I think. I don't know. But then I have really remarkable moments. Anyways, I get everything ready to go. And I decide, you know, I'm pretty 
good at smoking at this point. Like, I, I know how to actually do it. Um, and I will say that I've learned how to not burn the DMT. If you hold the lighter too close to the oil burner, it burns the DMT and it tastes like shit. It tastes so bad. It already tastes pretty gross, but if you burn it, it tastes even fucking worse, dude. It's awful. So I would really recommend really trying to not get that lighter too close to the oil burner or else you'll burn the DMT and it tastes so bad. Oh my gosh. So I didn't do that at all. I, I'm much better about holding the lighter at the proper distance. Um, even when I'm tripping my face off on DMT, I'm a little bit better about holding it. And Anyways, so let's get into it. I take a hit, right? I take the first fucking hit. I hold the lighter about before I said like yeah maybe like a half a quarter of a thumb's width like a, a nail your the nail on your thumb use that as like the distance to hold the lighter underneath uh, the oil burner because like I said if you hold it too close it'll burn it and if you hold it too far away you won't uh, vape it or whatever it does you won't get any smoke at all or you'll get like a really minimal hit. Anyways, so you also want to rotate a little, little bit. You don't have to do it too much, just a little bit of a rotation to get it moving around a little bit. And then as soon as you see that bulb get milky, start inhaling. And so that's what I did, right? The first hit's usually pretty easy for me. You know, that's not too challenging. You're still sober until after you blow out the smoke. And then, yeah. So I take the hit hold for five seconds I blow it out and I've noticed that without weed there really isn't that much smoke I've seen other people smoke and they blow out fat clouds so I don't know if it's just the DMT like distorting my vision to where I can't see the smoke I don't know dude there's so many times where I like I expect to blow out a fat fucking hit and then there's nothing it's weird but I know that I feel the DMT because I or I know that I hit the DMT because I can feel it Anyways, so I take that first hit, right? And it's fucking crazy intense right away. And I, I've said this before, I usually try to go right in for the second hit before I start to realize how much the DMT is affecting me. I try and go in for the, that second hit. So I go in for the second hit and I do it totally properly this time. You know, I, I hold it the right distance. I don't let it go for too long because I've noticed that a lot of the time, I'll just hold the lighter there for so fucking long because I'll be tripping on DMT and I'll just be like wasting it and wasting it and wasting it and then be like, oh shit, I need to hit that. What am I doing? <laughs> so keep that in mind as well. You don't need to hold it there for very long. As soon as you see that bulb fill up, start taking a hit and keep rotating it while it's in your mouth too. Keep rotating it as you're hitting it and keep the lighter there while you're hitting it. Yeah. It's honestly pretty challenging, dude. Because, like, a pipe with weed in it, you just inhale. You put your thumb over the carb, and you inhale. I remember my first time taking a hit out of weed. I was so impressed at watching, like, the flame just shoot down onto the weed. I was like, oh, this is so easy. It just goes right onto it. You know? But then the oil burner, man, it's a fucking whole technique. So after I take the second hit, I remember my experiences in the past, and usually... 
this is where it gets pretty hard for most people and no exceptions for me either um yeah so fuck my cat just attacked me i forgot where i was at <sighs> anyways shit i don't know where i was at oh second hit so like i said this is usually where i start to want to back out but not back out just i just need a second usually so i take a couple seconds to like relax a minute let my lungs breathe a little bit and then i go in for the third hit and again it's so fucking hard to take a hit out of it because you also have to hold the pipe or the the oil burner upward you know you have to make sure you hold it upward because there's a hole in the top and if you like if you tilt it too much you could end up spilling dmt all over yourself or whatever you're sitting on so that's just not good <laughs> um so that's also another thing you got to keep in mind you have to keep in mind all these different things while you're smoking and if you're doing it by yourself it honestly is a challenge and it takes some work it took me multiple weekends this was the first time where i truly felt like each hit was the proper good hit and it was all three hits were really good sorry my cat just attacked me again fuck don't worry he shouldn't from now on because i put him into a cage just for a minute because he was being bad anyways so so i take a fourth hit right because i'm like i'm gonna go hard i'm gonna take as much as i can until there's nothing left in this pipe because i had waited out there was 50 milligrams in there on top of a little bit from a previous smoke session and yeah i took a fourth hit and dude holy shit the visuals started to get crazy oh my god i don't even know how to explain it it was like everything just started to look like i was in the middle of a forest it felt like everything was starting to turn into like trees and shit it was crazy it was really trippy yeah and then I, I don't even know i took at least one more hit i might have taken two i took so many that i forgot how many i took i know that i took i remember those four pretty clearly and then after that i know i took more i just don't remember exactly when because i think i had calmed down for a second and then went in for like a fifth one and then I think I laid down for a second and was like, nope, I'm not going to have a breakthrough. Let me take one more hit. I think I took six. Five or six hits total. And like I said, they were all pretty fucking good hits. I couldn't believe it. I didn't have a fucking breakthrough, dude. But I was like, I can still get a lot out of this experience because it was crazy intense. Oh my fucking God. So I lay back. I have Spongle playing. I actually had a live video of one of their concerts and yeah it was pretty cool to look at that while i was smoking but i lay back and the main thing that i saw was this like the, the best way i can explain this is if you look at like the sublime sun you know how it has those like wavy triangles you know if you like drew a sun as like a five-year-old you draw like a circle and then you draw triangles around that yeah take that basically add a million fucking colors in it and then make the triangles way more elongated and like moving all crazy and wavy like 
that's what I was fucking seeing. And I was seeing it like shifting throughout my vision. Like I would see it in like the left corner and then it would move a little bit closer to me and would be like in the right corner of my vision and then it would move further away. And it would, it was all like waving around and shit. Like all those triangles, so to speak, were waving and shooting out so many fucking colors. And I was just seeing it like shift clockwise and then move away from me and then do a different section of my vision and the whole time everything is moving and spewing out colors and dude it was fucking trippy it was literally like if you took the sublime sun added a bunch of colors elongated those triangles and then just like moved it around my vision like that's what i basically saw it was so fucking cool but it wasn't a breakthrough and i don't know how Last weekend, the same fucking thing happened. I don't know what it is. Like, this time I really got at least four solid fucking hits. Maybe I... I don't know. Because like I said, even when I hold them in, I hold it in for at least five seconds. When I blow it out, I don't see anything. So I don't think that there's much use in holding my breath any longer than that. I, like, I don't think that there's anything I can do at this point to get myself to have a breakthrough besides maybe smoking more but i'd have to be like one in a million to need more than 50 milligrams to have a breakthrough i feel like i'd be probably one of the only people on the planet maybe not but i don't ever hear of people needing more than 50 milligrams to have a breakthrough people usually can smoke less and still have a breakthrough depending on the body type and whatnot i don't know my body does metabolize drugs and alcohol really fucking fast so maybe that's part of it and i I don't know man i have no idea because i went hard and like i said each weekend i get better at smoking so you would have thought that i would have broken through by now to the people that can break through on like their first night or one of their first few times smoking you are lucky Because don't get me wrong, I was very intimidated by it at first, and, you know, there were lots of things holding me back. Not having somebody to help me smoke, doing it by myself is just kind of intimidating. Um, Nerves, all sorts of shit. Doing a new drug, like, lots of things held me back from really diving into it. But after yesterday, I mean, I went hard, dude. I smoked harder on that DMT than I have on weed. You know, and I've taken some fat hits of weed... I don't know, I just, I went so hard, and I kept going, dude, my lungs were pooped by the end of it, and I still was like, I'm gonna keep going, because I know that I'm not gonna have a breakthrough, like, I can just tell every time, for some reason, I I just know if I'm not gonna have a breakthrough, because every time I haven't had a breakthrough, so I'm like, waiting for that, (laughs) I don't know, dude, oh my god, I'm probably gonna smoke more today, because I really want to have a breakthrough, I don't get it. I went so fucking hard, and the visuals were crazy, like I said, but I did not have a breakthrough or anything even close to it, and maybe the maybe the entities just aren't allowing me to visit them yet, or maybe I've just hyped it up too much in my head. I was saying that earlier, that like, every time lately, the past few times that I've smoked DMT, I have it in my head that like, I'm gonna have a breakthrough, I'm gonna have a breakthrough, and I fucking don't. So maybe I just need to have no expect. Maybe I need to stop saying that to myself and just like, I'm probably just going to smoke. I'm going to smoke. That's the one thing I can 
be sure of is that I'm going to smoke DMT. That's the only thing I can be sure of. The rest of it is up to the drug. That's what I need to fucking do, I think. I don't know. And maybe do 60 milligrams instead of 50. See if that'll make any fucking difference. I don't know. I don't know, man. It was a pretty cool experience, but I don't know how I didn't break through. The visuals with my eyes open, too, were crazy, dude. It straight up just looked like my room transformed into a forest. It was crazy. Yeah. So, that's probably going to be it for the DMT topic. If that's all you came for, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, more coming maybe maybe later today. I was thinking like if I do have a breakthrough or something pretty remarkable at all today, I'll probably upload a podcast sometime tonight, maybe. Uh, but as of now, we'll see. I might just talk about it on Tuesday if, it's, if nothing all that crazy happens. I don't know. But yeah, so Shambhala, dude. For anybody that's curious about how I'm feeling with that. Um, the last episode I talked about how I was pretty upset that like I couldn't find anybody to go with. And it was seeming uh, pretty unlikely to happen. And I don't know, man. I honestly think I might just go by myself. That's sad <laughs> a little bit. But I am very confident that I'll make friends there. I know that I will. I think it'd be I think I'd have to go out of my way to not make friends while I'm there, you know? Cuz I do think that there is a strong sense of the plur vibes. There are just good vibes that go around for the most part. You know, there's there's outliers obviously. I keep saying that. There's people that aren't nice, you know, there's people that are just naturally kind of mean and bitchy. So, I don't know. You just gotta stay away from them I guess uh but for the most part it is pretty good vibes and um I was talking about how like I reached out to so many people and was trying to find people to go with to Shambhala that were from Denver and I was just struggling to get any sort of a response from anybody so I was pretty upset but I came to the conclusion that it might just be better to go by myself anyways I think it's going to be a pain in the ass getting my car across country. I'm just worried about it. Getting it back and what it's going to do in the long run to my car. I feel like that's going to take off years of life on my car. You know, any other car, it probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. But for a 20-year-old car that's reaching close to 200,000 miles, that could be like the end of its life. You know, or really take a lot of time off of the end of its life you know like how cigarette smokers take off like three days of their life every time they smoke a cigarette or something like that it's like every time i drive my car i'm taking off days of its life too because it's it's old man i think it can make it but like i said i just i think as of now my car probably has years left but if i take it on this cross-country trip it's gonna have closer to like one year left (laughs) so i don't know man we'll see but i'm pretty determined to go i'm very very excited about it they got some pretty big headliners already to anybody that's into edm they have fucking zed's dead playing obviously because that's a canadian group so it'd be kind of weird if they weren't playing there but yeah they got zed's dead they got rl grime they got Grizz. Grizz is from Denver, so hopefully that attracts some people from Denver. 
Um, yeah, that's the other thing is that it's six months away, and who knows? People could reach out to me. I don't know. I don't really think so. I might have to post like a little bit closer to the festival and see if there's anybody. But the problem is that I don't really want to go with people unless they're like super close friends because I was talking about this in my last podcast that if you go with somebody, like if you carpool with somebody, you still have to get your own campsite and that costs more money, I think. I'm pretty sure it does. And even if it doesn't cost more money, you still would have to lug all of your stuff away from a car into a separate camping spot. Because if you're carpooling with people, you're obviously not staying with them, and yeah. So you're gonna have to find, you're gonna have to hike up all your shit to another camping spot. Because uh, all the car camping, car tent camping, is like in its own area and it's the furthest from the actual festival so you have to do a lot of walking with all your shit uh yeah that would suck that's why i'm like i don't know i don't know if that would work because maybe if somebody got like a group package maybe i'll see i don't know if that would even work because i don't know i don't remember if it was shambhala or if it was sonic bloom but there was one website, I think it was Sonic Bloom, where you could get, like, group car tent camping. So it would be, like, I don't know, I think it said, like, $600 to have, like, a certain number of cars all next to each other in a certain number of tents in that area. So, like, if you were pulling up with a group of people, you guys could all camp together. Or if you were carpooling, you could set up all your tents jesus christ tents next to each other which would be awesome but you'd have to plan pretty far in advance you'd probably have to have a pretty established group for that not just be a random rando fucker (laughs) yeah but i have gotten some responses from people i'm talking to this one dude that's planning on going i can't carpool or stay with him Not that I, like I said, I don't think I really want to. The more that I thought about it, I was like, going with people might actually be harder, other than the fact that I wouldn't have to worry about my car. But there's lots of people, like, flying in and not driving, and there's all sorts of different ways of travel and to get there. So it's pretty complicated trying to work something out with a total stranger. But I, I don't know, we'll see. Maybe closer to the festival, I'll reach out again, see if anybody needs a carpool like a ride to the place and already has a camping area because i think i'm gonna have to take my own car i want to take my own car i want to drive i don't want to carry all my shit up to a separate camping spot that'd be so much work man imagine carrying a tent five to six days worth of clothing for a rave not just any clothing. Ugh, that'd be so much shit to carry up. If you had like a wagon, it'd probably be super easy, but that's more money to spend that I wouldn't really want to, you know? We'll see, man. There's no guarantee that I'm even gonna go. Because as I talked about in my last podcast, I need the money. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Anyway, I do want to go. I'm gonna try. It looks like so much fucking fun, and... I was thinking maybe I would do a vlog so you guys can maybe see my face if anybody actually gives a fuck. 
uh, yeah, so maybe I'll do a vlog of my experience at Shambhala if I go, especially by myself, because if I do find a group, then I don't know. But the more that I think about it, like, there's really, the, the only point in having a group is to have companionship for the ride there and back, like the actual 20-hour drive would be nice to have somebody to hang and talk with and hype hype each other up for the festival, you know? But, you know, you can easily find friends there at the festival. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to keep updating the podcast every once in a while here and there. And, yeah, we'll see. I don't know, man. I do, I'm going to Japan in, when is it, October? The first week and a half of October I'll be in Japan, so... I mean, I'm more dedicated to that at the moment, more so than Shambhala. I would love to go on two vacations in a year, but if you've ever vacationed to Japan, it is not cheap, and I think it's going to take some serious convincing. Well, I think I'm just going to have to put a lot of money together if I want to go to Shambhala, too. I'm going to have to like work my ass off for a couple months or something, make a few thousand... <laughs> a few thousand you're gonna need way more than that i have goals for for money in mind but adding shambhala into there is unpredictable and i was thinking about you know like i'll be there i'm gonna spend money on if i'm there i'm gonna spend money on food and clothes and whatever else i want you know if there's like prints of art and stuff for sale i'm gonna want to buy something i'm definitely gonna want to buy some shambhala merch at least a shirt yeah but there's nothing set in stone quite yet and i'll keep you guys updated i'm not too worried if i do go it probably will be by myself or maybe with like a family member somebody that i would trust and feel comfortable with staying in a tent with you know because you wouldn't want to stay in a tent with a complete stranger i don't know that's why I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to really... I don't think it's going to work out trying to find somebody to go with. Because it's going to cost more money if if I have to find my own camping spot. Aside from next to your car, because that's just included with your ticket, is free tent parking next to your car. If you choose to go that route. But if you don't, then you have to pay more, hike all your crap up and you'd have to meet back up with that crew to get back home and i have actually seen some people posting that like they get stranded at festivals and that's pretty scary so anyways i'm gonna probably end that here i'm really excited i want to go and anybody that's keeping up with this i'm gonna keep you updated on on the shambhala adventures hopefully and like i said i'll probably make a vlog to at least feel like somebody has an interest out there i don't know man anyways thanks for listening this has been not for thought have a good day